ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله واحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ايها المسلمون اوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله عز وجل او مسلمون I advise myself and yourselves with the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For indeed in the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will we find our success fi dunya wal akhirah. Fahadihi al-jumu'ah hiya akhiru jumu'ah min shahri sha'ban. Our jumu'ah today, this blessed day of our jumu'ah is the final jumu'ah in the month of sha'ban. And we are about to welcome the best of guests, a noble guest, the season of tijara with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the season wherein we go into business with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with our righteous deeds, bil-a'mal salihah Qala Allah ta'ala, shahru ramadhan al-lazhi unzila fihi al-Qur'an, hudan lil-nasi wa bayyinatin min al-huda wal-furqan. As Allah azza wa jal, he said, that Ramadan is the month in which the Qur'an was revealed as a guide for humanity with clear proofs of guidance and the standard to distinguish between right and wrong, Al-Furqan. Alhamdulillah, this is the month wherein our hasanat, bi-idhnillahi ta'ala, are multiplied, wherein our darajat are raised, status of the Muslims are raised, wherein sins are forgiven, wherein people and the Muslims will be freed from the fire of Jahannam. May Allah Azza wa Jal make us of those who achieve the success. Ameen Ya Rabbil Alameen. Indeed, ayyuhal muslimoon, just reaching the month of Ramadan is a great bounty and ni'mah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon his slaves. For how many of the Muslims and how many of the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who fasted Ramadan last year but will not reach this year, Wallahun Musta'an. How many of them have, list, have left this dunya and moved on to the year after? How many of them that we know of have left this dunya and their time for doing righteousness and deeds in this world has, has, has expired? The only thing that they will now long for, as they are in their graves, is to return to this dunya. To return to the dunya, la li jam'il amwal, 
not to seek wealth or to achieve any other worldly achievement or favor. Lakin litazawud bizari taqwa. The only reason they will hope and long to, 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 to return to this dunya is to increase in their taqwa, is to take the provision of taqwa with them to the year after. Wallahu al-musta'an. Ibadallah. Yesterday, we were welcoming the month of Ramadan last year. It felt like the other day where we spoke about welcoming Ramadan. And since then, the time has gone. Last Ramadan has gone and the entire year has gone by. Subhanallah. And how fast has the time not gone? How fast have the days and the months not flown by? And this is the reality of life in this dunya. This is how our life will pass by as well. When we look back, we will realize it's been 30 years. It's been 40 years. It's been 50, 60, 70 years. Looking back, as we are all in different phases of our life, but each person can look back and think, it felt like the other day when we were in school. It felt like the other day when we were in this part of our life and that part of our life. Wallahu al-musta'an. But this is the reality of the dunya. And this is the fleeting moments of the dunya that will never return. When Allah gives us the opportunity to strive and to do as much good deeds as possible, so that when we reach him in the akhirah, we reach him in the best possible manner, bi-idhnillahi ta'ala. Whoever achieves success here, by fulfilling the taqwa of Allah azawajal, by doing his righteousness and abstaining from haram, then he will achieve the, the highest levels of success and the true success in the akhirah. And whoever fails in this, then he will be people who are people of regret. Even at the moment of death, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Hatta idha ja'a ahadahumul mawtu, qala rabbir ji'oon. When death approaches them, they cry, My Lord, let me go back. La'alli a'malu salihan fima taraqt. Let me go back so I may do good in what I left behind. But Allah says, Kalla, never. Kalla, innaha kalimatun huwa qailuha. It is only a useless appeal that they make. This is just empty words. And there is a barrier behind them until the day that they are resurrected. Ibadallah, from the greatest wisdoms behind the legislation of fasting is to achieve the taqwa of Allah Azza wa Jal. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He said, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, kutiba alaykum musiyam, kama kutiba ala alladheena min qablikum, la'allakum tattaqoon. O you who believe, O people of Iman, fasting has been prescribed upon you the same way it was prescribed to those before you. For what reason? For what reason, ayyuhal muslimoon, la'allakum tattaqoon. The reason behind the legislation of fasting is that so you become of those who have taqwa? Is that so that you reached the goal of taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Whomsoever his fasting does not allow him to reach this fruit and this goal of taqwa, of fasting, then his fasting is of no benefit to him. Wallahu al-musta'an. 
At-taqwa includes the doing of righteous deeds and obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it includes staying away from muharramat. Taqwa includes fulfilling our obligations and it includes staying away from the prohibitions. And this is why the condition of the Muslim in Ramadan has to be better than his condition outside of Ramadan. It has to be that when we enter the month of Ramadan, that we strive in worship, that we work hard and we fight our nafs and we overcome laziness and tiredness and we make use of our time to do as much righteous deeds as possible. And the most important of our righteous deeds is to fulfill the wajibat, is to fulfill the obligatory deeds, the fara'id of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah azza wa jal, he said in the hadith Qudsi, ma taqarraba ilayya abdi bi'ahabbi mimma aftaradtuhu alayhi. He said, my slave will not draw closer to me with anything more beloved to me than that which I have made obligatory upon him. Than that which I have made fard upon him. More important than salat al-tarawih is the fard salah. More important than the nawafil sadaqah that we do is to pay our zakah. More important than any sunnah will always be the fard. As Muslims, we have to learn the priorities that the fard must be fulfilled first and foremost. Going to masjid, going to the masjid for salatul asr or salatul dhuhr is more rewarding than going to the masjid for salatul tarawih. Is more rewarding than going to the masjid for salatul tarawih. It doesn't make sense that tarawih, the masajid are full, but for the awqat, the obligatory times, the masajid are empty. Wallahu musta'an. And after we fulfill the wajibat, we then move on to the mustahabbat, the sunnah deeds. وَلَا يَزَالُ عَبْدِي يَتَقَرَّبُ إِلَيَّ بِالنَّوَافِلِ حَتَّى أُحِبَّهِ As Allah then said, My slave will continue drawing close to me with nawafil, voluntary deeds, sunnah actions, until I love him. And this is how we achieve the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. By doing as much of the nawafil as possible. Ibad Allah. Indeed, the month of Ramadan is like a madrasa of tadbiyah. It's a madrasa, it's a school wherein we learn to nurture ourselves. Where we learn to change our ways. To give up our bad habits and to become as close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as possible. And this is why Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, مَنْ لَمْ يَدَعْ قَوْلَ الزُّورِ وَالْعَمَلَ بِهِ فَلَيْسَ لِلَّهِ حَاجَةٍ فِي أَنْ يَدَعَ طَعَامَهُ وَشَرَابَهُ رواه البخاري. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, whoever does not give up false speech and acting by it, then Allah has no need of his giving up his food and his drink. What this hadith means is that fasting is not about starving ourselves. Fasting, the intention is not about only staying away from food and drink and from our spouses and so forth. But it is to achieve the goal of taqwa. <coughs> Therefore, when we fast, we have to give up false speech, meaning any speech that is haram, any speech that's vain, whether it's ghibah, whether it's lying, whether it's bribery, no matter what it may be, mocking of others, swearing, cursing, 
All of this is considered as qawl az-zur in this in this case. All of this is considered as false speech. Wal and acting by it meaning any deed that's considered as haram, any deed that's considered as impermissible. Whoever does not give this up, Allah is not in need of his giving up his food and drink. Meaning his fast may be accepted such that he's fulfilled the fault, the obligation. But the reward of his fast will be diminished. The value of his fast will be diminished to the point that he gets almost nothing from his fasting except that he starved himself. Wallahu al-musta'an. An Jabir ibn Abdullah radiyallahu anhuma he biqawli Jabir ibn Abdullah he said إِذَا سُمْتَ فَلْيَصُمْ سَمْعُكَ وَبَصَرُكَ وَلِسَانُكَ عَنِ الْكَذِبِ وَالْمَحَادِمِ He said, when you fast, then let your hearing, sight and tongue fast from lying and sin and stop abusing servants. وَلْيَكُنْ عَلَيْكَ وَقَارٌ وَسَكِينَةٌ يَوْمَ صِيَامِكَ وَلَا تَجْعَلْ يَوْمَ فِطْرِكَ وَصَوْمِكَ سَوَاءً Jabir ibn Abdullah radiyallahu anhuma he then said, be tranquil and dignified on the day of your fast. And do not let the day that you fast be the same like the day that you do not fast. The day that we fast can never be the same. It should never be the same, meaning in terms of our behavior, in terms of our adab, our akhlaq, our general etiquette, in terms of our worship, it can never be the same like the day that we do not fast. عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه أنه سمع رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول رب قائم حظه من قيامه السهر ورب صائم حظه من صيامه الجوع رب قائم حظه من قيامه السهر أبو هريرة رضي الله عنه هنا ريت حديث التي هاد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم saying perhaps a person who stands in the night prayers the only reward he gets is sleeplessness. The only reward that he gets was that he was awake. وَرُبَّ صَائِمٌ And perhaps a fasting person. حَظُّهُ مِنْ صِيَامِهِ الْجُوعِ The only reward he gets from his fast is hunger. Subhanallah. This is to say, this is to inform us that there are people from amongst us who pray the night prayers, who fast during the day. But they are not fasting the way they're supposed to fast. They are not praying the way they're supposed to pray. Perhaps without ikhlas, without sincerity towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or without khushu', without any focus and humility in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, without any concentration. And their fasting is filled with sin, with ghibah, with wasting time, watching haram, listening to haram, Indulging in haram, sitting in the company of haram, and so forth. Wallahu al-musta'an. So these ahadith are warnings that fasting is not just about staying away from food and drink. Fasting is to achieve the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Man saama ramadan imanan wa ahtisaban ghufira lahu ma taqaddama min dhambih. This is a hadith we all know by heart. Whoever fasts the month of Ramadan, his sins will be forgiven. But Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam put two conditions down. And he said, Imanan wahtisaban. He doesn't just fast. His fasting is done out of Iman. 
His fasting is done believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, fulfilling the obligations of Allah, hoping for the reward of Allah, wahtisaban. Part of iman is that we abstain from sin. Part from iman is that we fast in the best possible way. This is iman and wahtisaban. وَمَنْ قَامَ رَمَضَانْ If it stands in the night prayers, the same applies. إِيمَانًا وَاحْتِسَابًا Out of belief in Allah, out of iman, out of iman in Allah. He stands for the sake of Allah alone, with ikhlas. He stands hoping for the reward of Allah, with as much concentration as possible. No matter how long the imam goes on, he knows for every moment he's standing, Allah is forgiving his sins. Allah is rewarding him. Wahtisaban. So he longs for the reward of Allah. He hopes for the reward of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whoever prays in this way, Ghufiralahu ma taqaddama min dhambih. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, his sins will be forgiven. Ayyuhal Muslimun, we, insha'Allah, will be welcoming this guest of Ramadan. There are two things at least that we need to do before the month of Ramadan. Number one is to make tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is to enter Ramadan in a condition, inshaAllah, where we are in a state of purity. Is to give up our sins now. This should have been done in Rajab and Sha'ban. But for those of us who are late, for those of us who are keeping it for the last minute, the door of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always open. And for us to change now is better than to wait for the month of Ramadan. Change now bi idnillahi ta'ala. Watubu ila Allahi jami'an ayyuhal mu'minun la'allakum tuflihun. Is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, turn to Allah in repentance altogether, O believers, so that you may be successful. We should reach this month in the best possible way, purifying ourselves of sin. We are welcoming a guest that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bi-idnihi will decree upon us. That he will allow us to reach. We should try and reach this month welcoming the guest. A guest of honor, a guest of purity, a guest of forgiveness in the best possible way. And therefore the advice that we give of the ulama is that we should always try our best to reach this month with tawbah. Before the month comes. Before the month comes. Insha'Allah Ta'ala. Wal-Amru Thani. That before this month begins, we should have a goal. We should have an intention, an azimah. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to make dua. Oh Allah, I ask you for al-azimah ta'ala rushd. I ask you for azimah upon guidance. Azimah is firmness. Determination so that we can fulfill things properly and be steadfast upon it. Before the month of Ramadan comes, we should have a goal. We should have a sincere intention. This month, I'm going to recite so much of the Quran. If it be one khatam that you are able, then at least let it be one khatam. If you are someone who's proficient, and fluent in the recitation of the Qur'an, it should be much more than that. It should be much more than that. The Salaf of the Ummah would dedicate their Ramadan to the Qur'an and to feeding the poor. Shahrul Ramadan 
is the Shahrul Quran wa it'amu ta'am. It's the month of the Quran and feeding the poor. If Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah could make one khatam during the day and one during the night, every day. If it was 30 days, he made 60 khatams of the Quran. It was 60 khatams of the Quran, as is narrated from Ash-Shafi'i and others, rahimahumullah. Where should we be? We may not be able to do 60, or even 30, or even 15. But try for one, two, three, every 10 days, every week. It's not something that's impossible. For those of us who are not that fluent, plan according to what you are able. Ala qadri As much as you can. But have a goal. Where you push yourself, not a minimal goal. A goal where I'm going to push myself. This is what I'm going to achieve this month. If there's no goal, then we're not going to be able to reach. We're not going to be motivated enough. Have a goal in terms of your bad habits. Things where you waste your time. Things that you are watching that you shouldn't be watching. Things that you are doing that you shouldn't be doing. This month I'm going to cut it out. This month I will stay away from the cigarette. This month I will stay away from this a firm, resolute intention. This month I'm going to be in the masjid for salah. I'm going to be there for salah five times a day inshallah. If there's no intention, it won't happen. It won't happen. This month I will give so much sadaqah. Every day I will give a little bit of sadaqah. A little bit of sadaqah, even if it's one date, even if it's a five rand, even if it's a two rand. But every day I'm going to give something. I will help someone in some way. Inshallah ta'ala. Every deed is multiplied in this month. Never ever think it's something small. Never ever think it's too little. It's never too little in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, the most beloved of deeds to Allah, ma adwamahu wa inqalla. Adwamahu wa inqalla. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, it's the deeds which are the, mo- which are the most consistent, even if they are very little. Even if they are very small, these are the deeds that are the most beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now is the time where we become accustomed to worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this way. Even if it be small, a little bit of deeds, bi-idhnillahi ta'ala. Aqulu hadha al-qawl wa astaghfirullah al-azim li walakum wa li walidayya wa li walidikum wa li sa'il al-muslimina min kulli dhanb fa-staghfiruhu innahu huwa al-ghafuru al-rahim. الحمد لله على إحسانه والشكر على توفيقه وامتنانه وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له تعظيما لشأنه وأشهد أن نبينا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وسلم تسليما مزيدا أيها المسلمون From the virtue of this month is the hadith in the Sunan of Ibn Majah, where Talha ibn Ubaidillah narrated that two men from Bali came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. These two men had both become Muslim together. Both have accepted Islam at the same time. One of them used to strive harder than the other. One was, you could say, 
on the apparent a better Muslim. He strove to do as much good as he could. And the other went out to fight and he was martyred. He went out to fight and he was martyred. Shaheed fi sabilillah. The other one lived for one year. For one year longer and then he passed away. So Talha said, I had a dream that I was at the gate of Jannah and I saw these two men. One came out of paradise and he admitted the second one first. And then he came out and admitted the one who died as a shaheed second. He came back to me and he said, go back for your time has not yet come to Talha. So the next morning, Talha narrated this dream to the people and this reached Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, why are you so surprised with this? What's, what's causing you confusion? They said, Ya Rasulullah, the first one, he strove harder and he died as a martyr. The first one, he strove harder and he died as a shaheed fi sabilillah. How come the second one has admitted to Jannah before him? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, أَلَيْسَ قَدْ مَكَثَ هَذَا بَعْدَهُ سَنَةً Didn't this one live for one year longer? They said, yeah, بَلَا يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ Indeed, he did. وَأَدْرَكَ رَمَضَانِ فَصَامَهُ وَصَلَّى وَكَذَا وَكَذَا مِنْ سَجْدَةٍ فِي السَّنَةِ And didn't he make Ramadan that year? Didn't he reach Ramadan and he fasted and offered prayers and such and such during that year? They said, بَلَا يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ He did. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then said, فَمَا بَيْنَهُمَا أَبْعَدُ مِمَّا بَيْنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ The difference between them is greater than the difference between heaven and earth. The virtue that the second man had was that he reached another Ramadan. The virtue that the second man had was that he achieved Ramadan. He worshipped Allah in Ramadan. He fasted Ramadan the way he's supposed to fast. He made Qiyam in Ramadan. He spent worship in Ramadan. And this is what elevated his rank beyond the one who strove harder. Beyond the one who died as a mujahid fi sabilillah. And this hadith is sahih according to Shaykh Al-Bani rahimahullah. And this is one of the ahadith that shows us the virtue of this month. That there may be others who have been better than us. But if Allah allows us to reach this month and we maximize benefit in this month, then this can elevate us beyond subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to reach Ramadan and to make us of those who maximize our benefit and time in this month in righteousness and good deeds. And he makes us of those who abstain from haram. And he makes us of those who become the people of taqwa. Which is the reason behind legislation of fasting as we explained subhanahu wa ta'ala. على بشير النذير محمد بن عبد الله فقد أمركم الله بذلك في كتابه فقال عز من قائل عليما إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما وقال صلى الله عليه وسلم من صلى علي صلاة صلى الله عليه بها عشرة اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وارض اللهم عن الخلفاء الراشدين أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي 
وعن بقية الصحابة والتابعين وتابعي التابعين وعن معهم بمنك وكرمك وإحسانك يا أكرم الأكرمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين وأذل الشرك والمشركين ودمر أعداءك أعداء الدين يا مولانا يا رب العالمين اللهم انصر المسلمين والمستضعفين في كل مكان اللهم وكن لهم ناصرا ومعينا ومؤيدا وحفيظا اللهم وعليك بأعداء الدين فإنهم لا يعجزونك اللهم بلغنا رمضان اللهم بلغنا رمضان اللهم بلغنا شهر رمضان اللهم وفقنا لصيامه وقيامه على وجه الذي يرضيك اللهم اجعلنا ممن يصومه ويقومه إيمانا واحتسابا اللهم اجعلنا ممن يصومه ويقومه إيمانا واحتسابا يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اجعلنا ممن يقوم ليلة القدر إيمانا واحتسابا يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اجعلنا في هذا الشهر ممن تغفر لهم يا حي يا قيوم وممن توفر لهم يا حي يا قيوم واجعلنا من عتقائك من النار يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمركم بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينها عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله يذكركم واشكروه على نعمه يزدكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أقيموا الصلاة